This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So, welcome guys to this special Easter recording of the Freedom Fighter podcast. I'm blessed this morning to have my good friends Martin King and Debbie O'Brien with on the podcast. Morning guys, how are you? Morning, I'm well. Good Debbie. Morning Debbie, yeah, nice to be here, good to see the Perrys. <laughs> so, Saturday morning, sun is shining. They call this Silent Saturday, uh, or Joyous Saturday for some. You know, the the, in, the day between the crucifixion and the resurrection. And, you know, we, we've got a wee bit of a, a different focus. I've never shared then like this, specifically around the kind of traditional focus of the Easter message. And really, the, the, the focus is... The Easter message of the newness, the resurrection, newness of life that it gives. But you know, there's things that there's things in in, in place that can block that us for experiencing that. The joy of this message that says what's dead can be made alive, what's sick can be made well, and what was broken can be made whole. But, you know, what, what we're going to talk about with this, you know, still in the same series around Prune for Greater Fruit, but today we're going to talk about the the inventory process, the ongoing inventory. As we, t- we, we just had that quiet time there, guys, do you just want to share your heart with what come up for yourselves? Do you want to go first? Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, in, in quiet time, I was thinking about inventory and you know, just some of the things that come round about inventory. But then I thought, uh, I, I thought of a boat, just a wee, a wee kind of, a wee, a, a, a wee dinghy kind of boat, just a wee silly boat. But it was on a big ocean, mm-hmm. you know, and, the, and there was waves coming, mm-hmm. and there was waves coming, and they were going into the boat, and they were going into the boat. But there was nothing in the boat to release the water that was coming into the boat. Right. So the boat was getting filled up. So eventually, I would imagine the boat would have sank. Because it never get rid of the water that it was inside the boat. And I noticed in wee boats, there's like a wee kind of overflow that the water can come out of the boat, you know. And I thought that's quite apt to the inventory. If you get filled with all this stuff mm-hmm. and you've no got a release valve, well, there's only one place to go and you sink, you know. So that's what I got in quiet time there. Brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Miss O'Brien? <laughs> um, hi, that was nice, I enjoyed that So, mm-hmm. and again I was thinking of inventory myself But what, what I got there in quiet time was um, It was like people, it's quite relevant People scurrying about frantically mm-hmm. uh, Running, running, running about the cross Actually trying to cut the cross down mm-hmm. um, Trying to cut the cross out wow. Trying to cut the cross out And um, and I got, it was actually Jesus speaking to the women mm-hmm. Revealing himself to the women The sensitivity the gentleness there, mm-hmm. but then the message, this is the power is at the cross, the wow. power is at the cross, Right. and um, it was clear as day, it's just come to Jesus, mm. repent, this is for forgiveness, 
and I will resurrect you and give the everlasting life. Yes. Uh, but then John 316 came in and that clear the day. That's the message. Mm. That's the message. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and, you know, that also spoke to me there of the pain of why I want to take this cross away is because of the pain of it. I had said to the guys that I had considered just no bother recording this this week, you know, as part five of this this series, talking about the ongoing inventory. But then this week I read Joyce Meyer, uh, she posted online, she said one of the greatest things we can do in preparing ourselves for Easter is by checking the condition of our heart, checking the condition of our thoughts, our attitudes, our desires, motives, examine them in the light of God's word and make a commitment to change in the areas he is leading us to. You know, and that, that truth of preparing ourselves, cultivating that part of our heart, uh, you know, no running away from the pain, no trying to say, let's do away with, do away with this, uh, the, 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 what the cross represents. It was brutal. It was painful. It was It was horrific. But through that came new life. And I know when I look at you guys, that you, both of you, that's why I'd ask you to talk about this because I've I've looked at you and I've been so impressed when I've observed you over the, the years now of how uh, reflective, how you are facing up to your own stuff, you know, and, and being able to... Uh, uh, address the things and so I just wanted to ask what see see this process of inventory and, and sorry what, I'll, I'll just just say, share one scripture and it'll hopefully this will all tie in um, and the scripture is Philippians 2 and in the light of this pruning process where we talked about Jesus being the vine and the father father being the gardener who is, he's a, Jesus is a plant, we are the branches in the plant, but the Father's a gardener, he's the one that's doing all the work. This is what this scripture really captures as well. And Paul is speaking to the church in, in Philippi, and saying, listen, you've obeyed when I was here, obey now that I'm not here. Continue to work out, bring this to completion, cultivate and, and, and uh, perform the, the salvation that you've received and let that let, let that salvation be in your daily lives and your mental health, your spiritual health, your relationships. Work these things out so that you experience everything that God intended for you. And do it with this awe-inspired fear and trembling. And the Amplified says, use serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Jesus. Why? Because God is operating within you. Just, just pause. God is operating within us. The gardener is the one who's working within us. And he's the one that's creating the longing, the desire for us to want to fulfill his purpose for our lives. So it's like, wow, that's what he's promised. But 
in my experience, and I know you guys just got to share with that about God or anybody can't govern without consent. He can't operate if I don't let him. The God that operates within me needs my cooperation, which means I need to work together with him. And uh, so part of this pruning process and the outworking of these things is I, I need to actually do this evaluation, the inventory, asking the right questions, giving God access to areas that I would rather just run away from and say, no, 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 right with me. Just, I'll just scurry and run run about, run and run, just pretend this cross isn't here, pretend this is too painful, this shouldn't happen. No, it's like, <laughs> facing up to these things actually releases the new joy and the healing that Jesus came. Jesus came, he says, through my brokenness here, I, I release this for your wholeness. So, to start, you know, your guys, how important has this inventory journey been for you guys? Martin, do you want to share first? Hi, this is a, uh, this has been important in, in my life, you know, for a lot of years, you know, but like every other spiritual tool, you know, there's sometimes you forget to use it, you know, uh, you pick up, you put it down and you pick up, you put it down. But, uh, you know, in the process of the bit, we're going through the pruning, you know, uh, this pruning gives you a new attitude, you know, and it gives you a new attitude. And you mentioned blocks, you know, there are things that block you, thank God, you know, and unfortunately it's usually yourself, it's usually myself, you know, with the attitude that I carry, you know, and I learned uh, for the 12 steps about inventory and I've carried on and there was, there was always about four or five basic things that you had to inventory and, and have a look at and there was selfishness, dishonesty. The dishonesty wasn't about going and stealing stuff. The dishonesty was your thinking. You know, was your thinking dishonest, you know? Or were you fearful? Were you full of fear? Were you full of pride? Were you full of self-seeking? So these are the kind of things that we looked at, you know? And it's hard. It's hard to look at yourself, you know? Uh, and then we think we're analysing or we think we're examining ourselves, you know? But it's learning anything else. We'll hold on to the old the old defects, we hold on to the, the old shortcomings, we don't want to let them go. Or maybe we don't know how to let them go, you know. Uh, and, and then what, what, that, what that entails is you put on masks for the world. You put on who who you want to portray that you are, but that's not really who you are, you know, because you've got all this stuff going on underneath, you know. Uh, and we know the Bible says... We're told the truth will set you free, but we're really afraid to look what's going on inside of us. Great, you know. Great point, you know? man. Yep. And I mean, Debbie, I watched SES, uh, you know, uh, Who Dares Wins recently, and uh, basically the boy, the boy uh, Foxy, was saying to 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 some of the guys who were having to face, and it was quite challenging for me. Just exposed a bit of this for me. This lady. She didn't like no winning. So, and and then Foxy was pointing out that this is tough, really tough stuff facing weaknesses, isn't it? You know, and it really spoke to me that, you know, that, that sense of facing up to these things is not pleasurable. 
but it's necessary for the change and the breakthrough and it ties in with that vision you had there Martin of the accumulation of these things building up hurts and disappointments and then next minute you're sinking because you're carrying things you know so Debbie what about you What's, what, how important has this ongoing inventory been for you? I didn't realise just how important that it really, really is. Mm-hmm. I also the uh, 12-step inventory, but that, that for me, the painful part, and my truth was um, getting honest mm-hmm. before God, mm-hmm. before leaders, and before the elders. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, to show a weakness, is like that, the, the surrender when you're brought up, you're brought up, you're a warrior, mm-hmm. um, and you show no weakness. No surrender stuff, mm-hmm. and then you just continue to play that role as a fighter. And then, but this, we're learning this and going deeper in inventory. Then, um, going deeper in inventory, going in your inventory with God. Right. That's it, going in the inventory with God, and mm-hmm. that's the truth. Because mm-hmm. um, I've learned for me, I'm, I want to give you all the bad parts. Mm-hmm. I want to give you all the bad parts. Um, but the good, or what I feel, or what I think, or what I think makes me feel good, mm-hmm. I can come into a tug of war with that. I can come into a bit of tug of war with that. Um, and I've had to learn that he, he wants your whole heart. He wants, uh, to come before um, God and come before leaders and elders and say, this, like, this jealousy, this bitterness, this hatred, mm-hmm. uh, this resentment, feeling inferior, mm-hmm. feeling I'm no part, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, was, that was a wee bit of a struggle. Um, but we get there and I hate when it's something that I... I, I continue today. Yeah. Um, aye. And it's just that, that for me, say to continue to take that and the importance, the importance is it, is if I want freedom for bondage, mm-hmm. I need to be, you know, the parts. Yeah. If I want the freedom and that's what's, if I want freedom for that and if I want to, and when I don't, Derek, and my experience shows me, mm-hmm. um, I start grieving the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I start grieving the Holy Spirit and then mm-hmm. I'm shouting, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. Where are you? Mm-hmm. Where are you? Um, and that's been my experience. So the important for it, if I want ready the anxiety, the loneliness, the separations, um, and all that, yeah. not feeling part of some, I will inventory, mm-hmm. and I will inventory with God. Mm-hmm. And I need to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And you, you actually shared with me last your, your experience of last week. You can through the freedom of Christ, steps to freedom are tremendously deep, deep, deeply uh, thorough process of inventory that, that you were saying that you you know it it, it was it, it really was um, exciting or enlightening I think maybe to me that you know you're going through you are a person who takes this serious I've watched you you take you take it serious but you know when it came to these this the things that this, the questions that this was bringing up, it was like, you know, I thought I'd dealt with this. I thought I'd dealt with this with these other inventory processes, but it, it just really showed me that, you know, sometimes, you know, because we can be comfortable even in asking in certain categories. I'm that used to asking these things. But when a new category comes, and that's why doing it with God, you're actually saying, I'm... I'm on, it's ongoing. I've never arrived. I'm asking for, you know, I'm I'm asking for you operating within me and whatever area it is, you know, whatever area that is coming up for me at that time. And you know, you you shared that there was so many uh, things and new things that came up for you. So, uh, aye. Yep. 
process that we have to work these things out so if we if we don't engage in this it's like the boat and a uh, vision there man is we start accumulating all the baggage with all these years after years of disappointments and hurts and letdowns and fears and f- failures the shame the guilt the the regret all that stuff building up and it and it, re- it results in you know this contamination. So uh, ne- next scripture, and you can react to this, and this is so important at, at this Easter time because understanding that this is the message of what Jesus is doing yesterday, all these thousands of years ago, was to create this new covenant. In First Corinthians eleven, Paul. Um, explains the basically details gives instruction about when we take the Lord's Supper the communion that Jesus said this is my, my, my body broken for you take it in remembrance of me this is my blood shed for you take this in remembrance of me Paul just briefly Paul talks about don't do this in an unworthy manner a careless uh, carelessly participate in it this, because this, this is the, this is you remembering the agreement, the covenant God made with you, every time you do it. So you're actually, he says, you have to thoroughly examine and judge yourself. Uh, the amplified says, if you if you don't do that, if you drink, eat and drink it unworthily, you, and don't recognise your what, what's going on with you. You're bringing judgment onto yourself. This careless and unworthy participation is the reason why many are weak, many are sick, and many have died among you. Or I say, and our one says, in a number sleep among you. Because if you are valued and judge yourself, recognizing your sins and attitudes, rank, rank the things that are wrong, and corrected them, you wouldn't be judged. So. This sense of, when you think about, this is the reason why many are weak. Weak spiritually, weak morally, weak mentally. Because we don't recognise our condition. This is the reason many are sick, affected by spiritual, mental, physical illness. Out of sorts, unwell. Why? Living full of hate, living full of hurt, living full of resentment, fear, 
and doing nothing to correct it. Uh, so this is the the J.B. Phillips translation. It says that this careless participation is the reason why many are feeble and sickly, and it explains why many are f spiritually asleep. Remember in the, the scene for Braveheart, Wallace says, "All men die, but not all men really live." And you know that really jumped out at me that I, when you think of the people around us that are spiritually asleep because of the denial of what's going on inside them, spiritually depressed, mentally spiritually depressed, can they be? Can they? Can, we can they be fully alive unless we are owning and connected to our hearts and having this abundant life bursting out of us? Unless we're connected. To it, and no, it's no, it's no subdued and uh, crushed by all these, you know, unresolved issues. So um, when I say that, does it, what, 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 what's uh, your thoughts on that? Are you had any breakthroughs yourself when it comes to things like that? What about you, man? <sighs> I, there's, a, there's a two, there's a kind of double-edged sword with inventory, you know. What, what, what they break through is as well, because you do look at your own stuff, your own stuff feel important. But you do, pick, you, you do pick up other people's stuff, you know, which is not your stuff. And the inventory process lets you see where, where your stuff, as we spoke about yesterday, where your stuff begins and where at another person's end, it, it splits the two, mm -hmm. you know. But there's something happens for entry, and I don't know what, where this quote came from or what it originated from, but it says the pen is mightier than the sword, mm -hmm. you know. And something happens in inventory, because what, what, what what's going on inside your head the times with the feelings and the emotions, and it's an entangled mess, mm -hmm. right? But once you start doing inventory, your pen... Take, especially as Debbie says, if you're doing it in front of God, your pen takes a life it's saying, I believe you stop writing and God starts tonight mm -hmm. and shows you the truth through the process. Mm -hmm. And he'll show you the truth in your part in it, but he'll also show you the truth in another person's part. You know, and it, it's a good way to disentangle things. So I, I didn't, I didn't realise that. I didn't realise mm -hmm. their side, but I knew my side, but I never realised this. I'll just give you for a wee instance, a few weeks ago, I've got a big family uh, and I had to do an inventory and I worked out, I'd done an inventory on nine, nine, nine separate things, but they all meshed into one, because I never dealt with the first one, so I never dealt with the first one, the second one came, and I put a lid on that one, and then right through it in the nine, you know, and then when I looked at it, I looked at all my part, but I looked at the other part, and there was a lot of stuff in there that wasn't the mine, you know, there was unbelief. There was anger, there was intimidation, there was rejection, mm -hmm. there was people pleasing, there was embarrassment, mm -hmm. you know, there was fear. You know, a lot of that was in the mind. Mm -hmm. But I was able to disentangle for it because I had it, I had it black and white in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I seen the truth, because God showed me the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, me trying to work that out inside my head, mm -hmm. I just ended up another resentment mm -hmm. and mere anger and mere confusion. Mm -hmm. You know, so the outworking there just it also gives me a break. Mm -hmm. 
but it also gives the other person a break because God shows me the truth and, and their stuff and all. So I have a wee bit more empathy towards them rather than having anger towards them. And then God sometimes just says, basically, mind your own business, son. You know, their stuff is their stuff and your stuff is your stuff. Working yours. But you see, when you do this process, you actually become a wee bit clever and start to do other people's inventory. You know, uh, and it reminded me uh, it reminded me of Matthew 7, 3. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own? And that's what inventory does. It helps you take out the plank of your own eye so that you can maybe just go and help somebody take a wee bit of sawdust out there. Great. You know. Brilliant. Thanks, man. What about you, Debbie? Do you want to respond to that? Or had you thought of anything yourself about the... How's it impacted I, you? I thought when I was like kind of praying this morning and I was asking it, that I was asking a wee question and since the breakthroughs on it, um, and then an inventory with God, I've got to look at what I've been delivered to. But we just spoke to me in such a short space of time. Mm-hmm. Two years was my first. Mm-hmm. I'd say my experience with Jesus mm-hmm. uh, Easter Sunday on an online church service, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and the breakthroughs for me, and it comes with taking that inventory. The breakthrough, I do breakthrough, and it's delivered for addiction. I was dealt with rheumatoid arthritis, which was unforgiveness, I believe, like the day in my part, and what I believe, bipolar. Do you know what I mean? But I was delivered for that, mm-hmm. and that came in through taking an inventory with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sexual immorality, the PT, and it got me to look at me, because I'm not wanting to look at other people today. Look at me, mm-hmm. uh, when I brought this down, PTSD, mm-hmm. and uh, the grief, the grief that I was really mm-hmm. suffering, mm-hmm. really, really suffering, and it's every time it comes in and it's through inventory. Mm-hmm. And, um, but where I'm sitting at the day, and I wholeheartedly believe it's Easter the morning, mm. and I'm carrying a bit of grief to know, mm. and um, and I'm grieving like family members, yeah. and um, but I've learned through inventory, even any resentment I carry, uh, any hurt that I'm carrying, it's coming from that grief part inside of me, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like where I'm at the day, mm. but inventory shows me, God shows me, I'm grieving that we that we part of self, that we inner child, mm. I'm grieving that we. And they're trying to just put the car in here, it's like dying to old self. Mm. So I'm going through a wee process of that, but all that, listen, I trust the belief today, I believe that it's Easter the morning. Mm. You've done it before, you've resonated with just the morning's going to have belief, mm. like just cut the morning. Yeah. I'm, I, I'll be delivered for this. And that's, you know, I'm not putting a hope and a expectation on it, mm. but no, I'm, I'm to the wholeheartedly believe in the power of the cross and the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, Debbie, and that that really is, you know, that's 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 uh, Hebrews eleven six. He says, "For without faith it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God, she who comes to God, must believe that he is, and must believe that he is a rewarder of the of them who diligently seek him, wholeheartedly, earnestly seek him. You know, and and that's a promise that you know we come." Saying I'm not just doing this as some religious ritual. I'm actually doing this with, with, with an expectancy that I trust that He will reward me. I come with faith. I come with my heart because you know, as I'm as I'm sharing some of that stuff there, that I, that revelation of Paul's written these things thousands of years ago. You know that that the reason why we're spiritually, mentally weak, ill, some have actually died. You know, many funerals have we been at. Where the people you've tried to help wouldn't tell themselves the truth and wouldn't correct their behaviour and they've ended up died in their sins. 
or died in her addiction, died in her mental health problems. Um, so he's saying, this is the reason that many, this has happened to so many, are, are those who are just spiritually asleep because they just cannot face, it's too painful, I will only face up to. All men die, but not all men really live. I will only face up to actually, what is going on, what am I thinking? How am I holding this stuff against, as you say there, Debbie? I'm holding this unforgiveness, I'm holding, I'm holding grief, I'm blaming God, I'm blaming somebody else for all these situations, and the judgments that we stay trapped by keep us spiritually dead, spiritually asleep, because we we can't we can't be have our hearts fully alive when we're holding on to all that stuff inside, and that I remember this uh, this wee image of this wee guy. Uh, like a wee toddler sitting in front of Jesus with his wee teddy bear saying, I'm not getting you, I'm not getting you. But behind Jesus' back, he's got this hanging about four times the size of it. And he's going, I want to give you this, but if you don't let go of what's in your hand, I can't release this to you. You know, and that's part of this, the 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 uh, removing these stones, you know, rolling the stones of our judgments, rolling the stones of our unforgiveness, of our hatred. There's a reason why we're weak. There's a reason why we're mentally, spiritually sick and unwell. And it's not to be condemned about. It's to be un understood. It's to have the courage to go there. It's to have the courage to ask the question, what's really going on here? And as you say there, Debbie, you know, we've had beautiful teachers the last year, and one was Elaine Supple, and she was able to articulate things that just, you, you think, is that, is that how simple this is? And yet we complicate it all our lives. The, the simplicity of just saying this is what's uh, this is what's wrong. This is what I need. This is what I want. And it's just speaking for those wee hot parts that are actually crying out for for release. You know, and as as you've heard in you know in the counselling training, you know, and the Gestalt therapy theory talk about this unfinished issues, unfinished business, and you know that that can be. Uh, a lack of faith. Like you, you, you've just demonstrated, and even maybe the apologising for their demand. I don't know about expectancy, but actually, this is we should be coming to this. This, uh, this is the week, you know, and it's beautiful how it lands. You know, the Friday to the Sunday. Uh, you know, I noticed my wee devotional. It's landed right on uh, this year. It's landed right on the Easter message. It's beautiful. So you know, it's landed. It happened all these thousands of years ago, but you know we've still got the ability to 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 um, to place your faith, to exercise your faith, to 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 you know to believe for these things to happen for us now, you know, and to believe that I when you when you died, your body was broken so that minds could be healed, that my spirit, soul, and body could be healed. Your blood was shed as a as a as as a a covenant, a new covenant between God. That every time I drink this, I can, I am believing that this is, means now everything's cleansed. I don't have to walk about carrying the burdens and the failures and the mistakes and the regrets and the disappointments anymore. But as we know, unless I tell myself the truth about that unless I actually say uh, 
I'm actually carrying unforgiveness, I'm carrying hate, I'm carrying judgement. We remain spiritually and mentally sick. Something. Just when you were speaking, you said about it as well, the scripture you wrote at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Martin, you'll get this as I say, it talks about it's very, what I would experience when it brings that bit of maturity emotionally, mentally, and physically. And what inventory I've felt has taught me, um, and we're going to come in and he shows you, right, Dave, you're doing too much work, you're doing too much fellowship. And I couldn't do that myself. Mm-hmm. It would too much work, too much fellowship, right? Where's your rest time? Where's your play? Where's your time with me? And that's that's just what... And where's family? He says, because that's where I'm at. That's what my inventory shows me when I bring God into it. Yeah, well done. Another one, as you mentioned that, uh, a guy wrote this beautiful book on experience in the Father's Embrace. And he said, he got to the point where he said, I had to keep asking myself every 15 minutes, how much love are you showing? And, you know, you can't do any better until we know any better, as we've, we've heard. If, if all you've got is you're at the same inventory you've been doing for 20 years, you know, well, you get the same results. Inventory changes as light is received. And, you know, we're all ongoing. This is what this full process is about. I'm getting pruned for greater fruit. I'm already producing fruit. I'm a lot better than I was 20 years ago. But he says, but... I'm telling you, if you're just that, that's so it's so humbling, isn't it, to, to go. Actually, that's what that's what my master, Lord, the champion, the author, the completer, the finisher of this full thing, who's overcame the world, who's went through it all and overcame it, is saying. By the way, when you produce fruit, great, but you're going to get pruned and shaped and cut and corrected and disciplined to produce better fruit. It's like all right. So forgive me for being so defensive and sensitive against thinking that that I need to change because anybody can make a religion out of anything. You know, we've got this Catholic structure. I've got the the twelve step ideologies. This is what this this is how far I go, and we just stay there. But nanny stay there. Pruning means I cut back certain areas, and it, it, it's new growth. There's new there's new areas of development. And that's not he's come against anything. It's just to actually, it's actually it should be that should be part of our inventory. Is it anything that I'm limiting myself in, in my ability to grow because I'm so I'm so so I'm holding on to something too dearly. That's what Jesus got crucified for, because they were the protectors and the defenders of the Jewish religion. And how dare he come in here and tell us all oh, this stuff is wrong? But I'm, but he was bringing in new light. A new, an absolute new way at God's way. The consciousness that He brought on earth is utterly turned it upside down. So, Martin, what about you? Just to finish, anything else for you? Uh, no, no, not really, Derek. I just maybe just one thing about the inventory and probably what I've been learning through my college course. Inventory really stops you being a victim. Mm, well. You know, because you really just have to look at your stuff, you know. So it frees you for that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it frees you for that victim mode, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really, and it's an important, important process. And, and it's not an exaggeration, but if you really think about inventory, if you think about the fellowship, it says the number one offender for people who get and drink and drug again is resentment. 
You know, so it's life and death. Inventory is life and death because if you don't take inventory on that resentment, well, you've got a chance you can get and have a wee drink and a wee drug again and just no wake up in the morning. That's how important that is, you know. So, no, I would just like to finish in that, Derek. Brilliant. Debbie? I've got... Uh, what I would say was be injury for, inventory for me is um, it stops me or it, it can prevent me from getting comfortable mm. and getting stagnant. Mm. Getting stagnant because I can get stagnant in the comfortable place. Mm. That is maybe the good parts, you know, is um, oh, I'm all right with that part. Mm. But when, <laughs> when God comes in, it's no, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Let's try something new. That's when a lot of writing, mm. a lot, a lot of writing, a lot of praying. A lot of banging God in and just say, well, I need help. I need help with this because I don't have that much power in me mm-hmm. um, to follow through with it. And that's that's what I see in benches for me to stop me mm-hmm. and come to one stagnant. Well, thank you, honestly. I, I really appreciate you, appreciate your examples. Um, you know, this is naturally supernatural. You're not sh- no needing to shout for the rooftops about this. You're actually, this is, the, this is where the rubber meets the road. And this is, I believe this is the most courageous journey any of us can take. Because it's so easy to remain a victim. It's so easy to remain the, the uh, you know, further hatred and resentment. Resentment, well, it's not easy. But, you know, if you if you, if you live, uh, you know, it's so easy just to say, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to blame everybody else, make excuses, complain. So the most courageous journey is that, I want to be fully alive. You know, I want my whole heart to be awake. I don't want to be sick and weak mentally and and spiritually. So we just pray that over this this uh, you know this Easter weekend and that perspective, that fresh perspective of you know the message is what was dead can come to life. What was broken can be made whole. What's been ill can be healed. And, um, you know, so we just we just pray for you. Pray your heart would be courageous enough. We pray for the courage to change the things you can. The courage to face up to and just tell yourself the truth. That gift of honesty. You don't need to do it alone. We, we you know, we us our groups we, we talk to each other we've got trusted friends allies that we share our deepest secrets with and they support us they don't condemn us and criticise us so I just pray for hearts that are listening that, uh, that what you've heard you know that this this can be a fresh start this can be I'm letting certain things go I'm admitting them facing up to them yeah that Friday uh, it's a terrible feeling of, of the death and the pain but we thank you the promise of new life that came through all that so I just pray that for people's spiritual mental experience they respond to this that they, they have an inventory they take stock and they get these things out not to dwell on them and linger on them and stick, be stuck, st- stay, stand by the tomb with them but to, to rise into newness of life from them to rise into healing, to rise into freedom, to rise into, uh, you know, to restoration, and to have their hearts fully alive. We ask that in Jesus' name. 
This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.